coming to you from a cozy little condo high atop Old Fort Ward, Atlanta. Welcome, Welcome to The Ron Show on America One Radio. Here's your host, Ron Roberts. And a happy hump day to you. If you tuned in yesterday, you probably heard last Tuesday's uh, Ron Show. And I think that's a glitch on my part, but I believe we've addressed that. It's a shame because you really missed out. Uh <laughs> No, we just kind of covered the whole Marjorie Taylor Greene kerfuffle with Dr. Dre. She, you know, puts that video out where she's strutting and looking all boss and gangsta and, you know, like she owns the joint uh, in the Capitol building. But she used uh, Dr. Dre's music. Dr. Dre sends a cease and desist. And then the next thing you know, she's locked out of her own Twitter account again because, you know, Twitter doesn't like you to use uh, music copyrighted. You know, something else that dawned on me uh, as I finished the show yesterday, I, I, I didn't say congrats to my beloved University of Georgia Bulldogs. I've been rooting with them, for them, <laughs> since I was, I don't know, four years old, five years old. The first time I think I remembered watching a football game and my little eyes were watching Herschel Walker just do his thing. Oh man, can't believe that uh, I, I missed an opportunity to congratulate uh, Georgia on their ridiculous triumph. I mean, when I say ridiculous, not that they won, but ridiculous, the score 65 to seven. And there were, I was having a conversation with my friend Sonia yesterday and she said her older sister was starting to get mad that we kept score. I say we, that Georgia kept scoring. Why are they still scoring? And I, I, I told Sonia, I said, well, you need to tell your sister Gwen that, listen, we, we put the backups in and the backups wanted to play. I mean, they're not going to just take a knee with like 13 minutes left to go in the game. I think we scored two or three touchdowns with the backups in. That's not, uh, what do you do? You know, really, at that point, what do you do? Anyway, congrats to the University of Georgia Bulldogs. And the Stetson Bennett story is one that if if Disney's not working on this movie project yet, then they're asleep at the wheel. What a story, right? Dude was a walk-on. And... Got a little playing time here, and then realized he wasn't going to get much more playing time. The Jake Fromm era and his ascendancy, and all the four and five star quarterbacks that were being recruited in, with Stetson Bennett sitting there on the sidelines, not getting playing time. So he went to a junior college to get some playing time, came back to Georgia, and still wasn't the man. Still wasn't the number one quarterback until uh, last season began. You'll remember, right? Dwan Mathis was the, the starting quarterback that week one at Arkansas, and he was not good, and we were not playing well. And Fortunately, the defense kept the game close, and then they brought in a little Stetson Bennett guy with his very curly hair, <laughs> just barely fitting into the helmet. I'm so glad he cuts his hair short now. He looks so much better. Uh, anyway, Stetson just comes in and ho-hum manages to help Georgia rebound and win the, the, win the game. And the legend of the mailman, that's his nickname, the mailman starts to build. Ah, An incredible story. He then, of course, wills Georgia to its first national championship in more than 40 years last year. Repeats this year. When everybody told him last year, oh, dude, you're 24, go out on a high, you know, go go see what can happen in the pros. He really didn't have, you know, great draft prospects. And so he wanted to come back and play one more year. He had a year of eligibility left. And he said, why would I leave? I can do this one more time. It's a dream come true. He was, since the age of four or five years old, wanted to be a Georgia Bulldog. So 
he used every ounce of eligibility and man, am I thankful for that. I really, I mean, and, and Bulldog Nation has to be as well. And listen, there were folks, even this season, detractors of Stetson. Ah, uh, it's time for somebody else. He's going to cost us these five-star quarterbacks waiting on the sidelines to play. They're going to hit the transfer portal. And uh, all I know is you got two national championships and Stetson Bennett played out of his mind last night and now has uh, four college football playoff game MVP trophies to go with those two national championships. What more can you say? His status as a Georgia football legend is cemented. They need to be working on that statue. I don't know how he'll be posing. Maybe it'll be the uh, the arm flex. Would we do that from last night? Or how about the, uh, the the phone call he made to the Tennessee fans? No, no, I don't know. But uh, or you know what? He cries a lot. I like that. I do. I like guys that are you know slightly emo. He he cries a little bit. So maybe the, I don't know. That's that really wouldn't be <laughs> honoring him in quite the way I think he would imagine. But uh, a great story and uh, congrats. To the Georgia Bulldogs. I can't believe I didn't do this yesterday. I'm so mad at myself. So mad at myself for a lot of things that happened with the show yesterday. Well, you know what? It wouldn't have aired anyway. So there we go. Anyway, congrats to the Georgia Bulldogs. Super excited about that. Uh, Today and uh, the rest of this week, as a matter of fact, I'm going to be headed off to uh, Las Vegas. Going to go play in a softball tournament. So uh, you're going to get a little bit of the best of the Ron Show. And my guest yesterday was so awesome and you didn't get to hear it. So I'm going to air that interview from 5.30 to 6 on the show. Darren Givens is the board president for Thread ATL. I like this group. I cannot wait to participate more in what Thread ATL is all about. Uh, they are a nonprofit organization advocating for improved urbanism inside the city of Atlanta. Very much looking forward to y'all hearing that conversation. It was fantastic. Um, let's see. We do have some things, speaking of Atlanta, some things now to, uh, to to dive into as far as uh, Atlanta stories go. <sighs> this story out of the AJC, uh, Atlanta and its former mayor and police chief are being sued in the 2020 shooting that killed uh, an eight-year-old. Uh, you may remember uh, that the eight-year-old girl was killed uh, in the Wendy's parking lot uh, after the Rayshard Brooks uh, incident. Um, so listening to this article, the family friend who was driving in Atlanta when shots were fired, killing the eight year old girl has filed a lawsuit against the city and the former mayor and police chief, uh, Omar Ivory says the defendants did nothing to end the lawlessness on university Avenue weeks after Rayshard Brooks was killed outside of Wendy's restaurant reading from the AJC's article. Uh, former Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms and former Interim Police Chief Rodney Bryan, along with the city's council member Joyce Shepard uh, and the restaurant owner, are all named in the suit, which says all of them failed to keep the area safe despite ongoing violence. The story continues. As a result, Sekaria Turner was killed and Ivory was injured, according to the lawsuit. It's so hard to believe it's been two and a half years since this all went down. That summer was just so crazy and our lives were just upended. COVID and shutdowns and masks and oh, the violence, the police brutality and the skirmishes in other cities and the 
car fires and oh my god that summer man i can't believe that's been two and a half years and just this this headline and this story just brings it all back still a a fresh raw wound and the loss of an eight-year-old child who who, by the way what i i would want to ask omar what were you doing there at this point in time with an eight-year-old what irregardless so much sadness around that uh rayshard brooks dying um and and listen you i'm as progressive as i get and i think at the end of the day uh you have to look back at that situation and say ultimately rayshard brooks is responsible for his own demise but it's what happened after that that just again an eight-year-old girl and the the rioting and the, oh, just a, I hate that we're even discussing that summer again. You just kind of want to turn the page, unfortunately, but I get it. I get it. Uh, the, uh, the plaintiff here, uh, Omar Ivory injured. And of course, forever scarred with his eight-year-old passenger, Sekaria Turner dying in the backseat of that car. Uh, Julian Conley, who was uh, just 19 years of age at that point in time, arrested and charged with murder less than two weeks after Sekaria was shot and killed. And the the the, the chilling part, or, or another chilling part of that story, an AR-15 style rifle firing at Omar Ivory's Jeep. I will uh, share the link to that article in today's show notes at ronshowatl.com. Uh, another story here, it looks like the uh, Stacey Abrams-led Fair Fight Action Organization is going to have to repay the state of Georgia more than $230,000 after they lost that Georgia elections case. Although the state uh, tab ran up to close to $6 million, so perhaps Fair Fight Action got off a little lucky in that regard. Uh, that's another article we'll share in show notes for you today uh, at ronshowatl.com. Uh, later in today's show, the second half of the show, uh, I'm going to uh, review uh, an interview I did with a friend of mine um, that I met through my ex-husband. His name is Brock. Brock is a female to male trans male, and uh, I thought his story was worth revisiting. Just one to listen to, to understand what it is to be a trans person in these United States. That took place like a week before election day, but... The ire and the societal scorn still there. So uh, look forward to that later in the show. Back after this on America One Radio. More Ron Show on America One Radio after this. Oh, hey, you're still here. Hey, that's cool. Thanks for sticking around. Not only am I host of The Ron Show, I'm also Ron Roberts, real estate agent slash realtor with EXP Realty. That's right. I help folks buy and sell residential real estate in and around Metro Atlanta. And we've been through a crazy couple of years, have we not? Between COVID, the post-COVID market, the craziness, you could throw an open house on a souped-up tool shed and you would have cars lined around the block to come in and see it and throw an offer well over asking price. Well, those days are no longer a part of us and interest rates are a little higher than they were before. But I must say, it's still a great time to either buy or sell or both real estate, residential real estate in Metro Atlanta. Why buy? I tell tenuous buyers all the time, if you are renting right now, you are paying someone else's retirement accounts your money. 
and it might as well go to you. The cost of housing in Atlanta is not going to get cheaper. The population is going to continue to grow well into the 2040s, with nearly a million and a half new residents expected to come here. So you better get a house sooner rather than later. And if you can afford to buy an investment property, now if you already own your home, why not buy one nearby you as well and create some additional income that could be your retirement savings and you get to choose one of your new neighbors. Now, if you're thinking about selling, but you're thinking, oh man, I really missed out on that huge market in the past summer or two. Okay, yeah, sure. But the values aren't dropping. So you still got plenty you've earned just by owning what you're in and need to sell soon. Got questions? Feel free to hit me up. 843-283-0078 or email me ron at rononthereal.com. Georgia MLS 396-720. Website ronontheReal.com. That's me, Ron Roberts with eXp Realty.